What up fam, I'm Elena, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. Hey, you guys, welcome to episode 18 of What the Funk. We are talking about goal setting for the new year. And I know, I know. Okay. My hot take. I really kind of hate New Year's resolutions. I I think that they get set with the best of intentions. um, That people truly feel like this is going to be my year. I'm going to do something different. But the reality is... If you've been goal setting and sort of not following through, whether it's at the new year or at any point in your life, you need to take a step back before you set that next threshold of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve for yourself. Um, And we're going to back up a little bit. Now, if you've already done your goal setting for the new year, you've already set some resolutions because just because I hate resolutions doesn't mean that you have to hate them, but this would still be beneficial to you because you might want to just do a quick audit, run through those goals sort of with this checklist. This is gonna be very like specific, actionable steps. Not, I mean, there's probably gonna be some random like mindset nugget where you're gonna feel extremely called out. I'm sure as I'm talking, I'll come up with something to, you know, make you go, oh, Elena, why did you have to say that? Because we all know that that's one of my favorite things to do. (laughs) But what we're gonna do is just go really kind of, not really quickly. I don't know how long this podcast episode will end up being, but. I, I wanted to keep it short, sweet, to the point, so that you can take this information, go back to your couch or your desk or your office or wherever it is that you do your best thinking and run run with it. And I actually have a resource for you um, that I will tell you about at the very end of this episode that if you need that resource, um, I will tell you how to access it. So the first thing is that people usually fail at their goals. And again, failing in and of itself is not a bad thing. It usually provides a great opportunity to learn and reflect, assuming that you take the time to learn and reflect. Um, But we typically, we being humans, will set reactionary goals based on a feeling versus intentional goals based on a fact. Now, this fact versus feeling is where I get a lot of people. Um, you know, I get a lot of individuals who come to me because they're like, well, I, I know how to how to lose weight, I understand the concept, or I know how to do this and I understand the concept, or I know how to exercise more and I understand the concept, but then something happens and I freak out and I'm like, that's because you're making decisions for yourself based on feeling instead of fact. And, and when it comes down to it, while your feelings should play a role with how you're treating your body and how you're living, how you're living your life. Sorry, I had a hiccup there. It was weird. Um, and how you're living your life. Um, we really need to make sure that we're filtering our decisions also through some facts and some actual like valid information, right? Um, so reactionary goal is very much based in I'm feeling like shit post holidays. I'm feeling very sluggish. I need to get my act together and do something about it from a health perspective. Or maybe you're like, man, I really need to save some money because I, I did way too much shopping this holiday season, or, you know, I really need to read this book um, on leadership because I've really been struggling within my, you know, professional life or personal life or whatever it is. And I just need to do it, but I hate, I hate reading or I hate doing whatever, or maybe you just hate facing your demons and that's okay because not everybody's ready to, you know, have conversations with the voices in your head. 
You all have got them. Don't lie. Um, everybody's got baggage. It just looks different on every person. Okay. Everyone's carrying a different color of baggage, if you know what I mean. All right. So let's be realistic. How, how can we get out of this, this cycle of reactionary goals and move into setting intentional goals? Um, the first step is to be realistic. Take a moment, audit, brain dump, brainstorm the, the goals of years past, right? Kind of like the ghost of Christmas past. What are those things that you tried to accomplish that you never really followed through on that are just haunting you? <laughs> what are the goals of years past, those new year's resolutions of new year's past? And we need to look at them, okay? And go, because some of them might have been really awesome ideas. They might have been really great things that, yeah, you really should work towards. And some of them might have just been like fluffy that you set because saying you were going to do it made you feel better about your life and made you feel better about yourself. Well, I say I'm going to do this, but I'm, but I'm, but then you didn't actually do it. And I, and I always tell people don't get too ingrained into the habit of like stating your big goals out loud. This is where manifesting kind of goes wrong because by constantly saying I'm doing XYZ, you're giving yourself that like that like temporary dopamine hit of accomplishing something that you haven't actually accomplished yet because you haven't done the work to get there. Um, and so <laughs> audit the goals of years past and see if there's anything that you might want to revisit or if there's anything that you're like, I don't know why I did this and kind of like cross off the ones that don't have any bearing. And I want you to look at the ones of the years that you did in the years past. And then you're going to brain dump all of the things that are currently floating around in your brain that you want to do. My clients know I love a good brain dump. I recommend they do it. Even if journaling's not your thing, you don't have to be somebody who loves journaling and writing about your feelings and reflecting on the day to do a good brain dump. A good brain dump will serve most every individual very, very well. And writing it down on a piece of paper where it doesn't have to be organized, it, you don't have to copy paste. You know, a lot of people want a um, you to type it out. I recommend just writing it out by hand because you can't like backtrack. You wanna see what's truly on your brain as authentically and transparently as possible. And writing it out on a piece of paper is the best way to do that. If you really need to use a Google Doc, go ahead and use a Google Doc, but if you can, write it out by hand, okay? I want you to bring up all of the things that are that you wanna do, because let's face it, we always wanna do more than what we're really truly capable of doing, right? We only have so many hours in a day and we have other responsibilities to our professional lives, our personal lives, to ourselves, to the other people in our lives that are, we're responsible for. So we we can only really attack so much at once. But from those, from those brain dumped ideas, those things that you wanna accomplish, I want you to sort of categorize them now. Maybe take a highlight or get another piece of paper and like create some columns. We've got health, wealth, personal growth, hobbies. Don't forget like just hobbies that make you happy, right? Like I have some goals around finishing some crochet and knit projects that like I have been left sitting for six months and I'm like, I really just want to finish these. Hobbies, things that just make you happy, okay? Um, now, and again, part of the reason why I haven't finished those projects is I've convinced myself that I don't have time. And it's like, girl, you have time. I've just been reading too many books. Um, so I'm going to like go into this next year, swapping out some of my reading time and do some more audiobooks, or even find some good shows on Netflix to like do my works in progress or my whips as you will to finish those projects. One of them is a blanket for my dad that I really want to do. And that's just a personal goal of mine. Hobbies, things that you just want to do because they make you happy. Personal growth, because we're always growing and changing as humans. Wealth, because finances are important. Health, because your health is important, right? Do I need to go into more detail there? Now, under each of those categories, once you have things, you've brain dumped, you've categorized everything, and there might be a category that I didn't list. It just depends on what you wrote down. 
prioritize what really needs to come first and second, right? What are the things that you know you need to turn a focus to? What are the things that you should turn or focus to? And what do you want to include that's for fun? So give yourself like three things. What has to be done? What should be done? And what is something that you just need to do to keep yourself sane, okay? And then we're gonna start digging in and getting specific. So this is where my teacher hat gets put on, you guys. We're gonna talk about SMART goals, <laughs> which I kind of have a love-hate relationship with. I love the concept of SMART goals. I just like hate it because we had to do them so much for like different benchmarks we did in education. And a lot of it was really just paperwork that the district wanted us to do that we had to turn into the state in order to get XYZ funding. And it's like, can we just teach? And like, we just let us do our jobs. No, we had to do this bullshit paperwork about I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. My students will reach blah, blah, blah by this point at like a certain rate. And it's like, cool, that's great. But if you just let me to do my job, it'd be great. They'd be fine. I digress. Smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Okay. And this is a process that I would recommend this, this entire process going through like once every three months, when it's a new quarter, when it's a new season and you need to reevaluate and something needs to shift running through this checklist is going to be really great because your goals might need to shift depending on what's going on in your life. Your resolutions might shift depending on what's going on in your life. So specific. Okay. I'm going to walk you guys through one of my goals. And that is to write more. <laughs> um, I'm working on a book. It's not about fitness. It's not about nutrition. It's just, it's a um, romanticy. It's an adult fantasy romance novel. I've already started it. I've got like the first act done, but then I got like stuck at one point. And then I was having somebody read through it, but then she shut down her services because she's writing her own book. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm just gonna, I need to, I need to revisit this and see where I'm at, see where I need to go. So specific, my specific goal is I want to finish this novel. <laughs> I want to finish the book. And for me, that's breaking down by I need to finish act one. I need to go back and I need to edit it. And then I need to revisit the plot. So like I have specific steps that I need to take. Measurable. I want to finish the first step for me if I'm breaking it down by smaller goal, the first act of this book. Okay. Measurable. It's not the entire book. I'm going for the first act. And then I'll probably revisit this when we get to, you know, the end of the quarter or something like that. Attainable. Is this attainable? Yes, because I write really fast when I do write. I have my entire book and novel plotted. Everything's there. And, you know, I've, I've got the world building as built out as I can get it. I've got the magic system built out as I can get it. I've got a lot of the characters already really fleshed out and I'm absolutely obsessed with them. They piss me off sometimes, but I absolutely love them. If anybody else is like bookish or you're also a writer, you'll totally understand what I'm saying. Um, is it attainable? Can I write the first act of a book? Yes. Relevant. Is this relevant to me as a person? Yes, because it's a personal goal of mine. It's something I've always wanted to do. And I know that I'll be a happier person because I attain it. Timely. I need to set a time. So I, it's going to be, I want to write the first act of my novel by February 28th, 2023. Like I'm going to give myself two months to finish this first act because that should be plenty of time. And I'll actually likely finish it before then. Um, and, and so this is what we talk about when we go smart goals. So now let's take this and shift it to something that's maybe like health and fitness related. Um, so instead of saying something like, I want to get healthy, which most people do, like they say, I just want to feel better. What specifically do you want to feel better about? Is it your energy levels that you need to fix? Is it your digestive health that we need to address? Is it your, you know, tracking and getting a hold of your menstrual health? What is it about your health that you want to take? I'm going to take energy. So let's say you deal with a lot of fatigue and brain fog. 
I want to reduce my fatigue and brain fog. Measurable. How? What are you going to do? I need to get more sleep. Okay, but we do need to get more specific than that. How do you get more sleep? You create better habits around sleep. Okay, create a better sleep environment. Okay, is that attainable? Can you get blackout curtains? Get, like, what do you need to do to get there? That's the attainable part of it. I need to get blackout curtains. I need to get a better pillow. I need to maybe get a weighted blanket. Maybe it's an eye mask. Maybe it's a noise machine. Um, or I need to be able to shut down my computer at the end of the night by 5 p.m. Or if you're an entrepreneur, business owner like me, sometimes it's like my cutoff is 8 p.m. Because I do have nights where I end up working later. It just, it just, that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. And maybe too, part of that attainable is getting blue light glasses for when you're on your computer later at night. Okay. And timely. I, and you need to put like a time on it. I'm going to maybe, you know, I'm going to focus in on a nighttime routine, shut down my computer by a certain time, at least five days a week. Okay. And that's what we're talking about with SMART goals. We need to get specific with how we're implementing the steps in order to meet the bigger goal of feeling better or getting healthy, okay? Now, if you need to like see this in action, I do have a goal setting and habit tracking workbook that takes you through breaking down your goal, okay? Make it make sense, brainstorm, be messy. Intention, what is it you wanna achieve? Be specific, who, what, why, where, when does this happen? Measurable, and this is kind of walking through the SMART goals. Is it attainable? Is it relevant? Time-based, when does it need to happen? Is it doable in that time frame? And then specific, I will do X, Y, Z by is measurable outcome, attainable, I will do this by X, Y, Z behaviors. This is important to me because relevancy, timely, I will achieve this by, right? So that's what we're walking through. And then the workbook also goes through behavior change. So what behaviors need to change to support the end outcome? Um, and this is where, this is the attainable portion of your goal. Is setting goals is amazing, but it's useless if you're not willing to change the behaviors that need to be changed to support the change. Wait, that need to be changed to support the change. Oh yeah, no, I, I meant what I said. Cool, just making sure. Um, because identifying those behaviors that are stopping you from getting from point A to point B will help you identify the new desirable behaviors you need to support. And then we talk about habit stacking because changing behaviors is not as easy as just saying I'm gonna do something, but we need to stack these habits. After plugging in my phone to charge at night, I will lay out my workout clothes for the morning, right? You're stacking a new habit into something that you're already doing within your life to help ease that change of behavior. And then changing those habits and tracking them, no more than one or two at a time, but I have but I have a couple of habit trackers that you can print out, either put them on your desk, put them in your planner, put them in your phone um, as an image that you can check off where you can say, okay, I wanna do this behavior this many times a week and I did it on these days of the week. And sometimes actually like visually seeing what you're doing is huge. I love habit tracking. I do it in my um, bullet journal because I do bullet journal within my planner and that's super helpful for me. Just being able to check things off and see the like physical progress and the outcomes of the behaviors and then reflecting even from month to month. I track certain things on a monthly basis. I'll share you, with you guys with some of my habits that I track that are necessary to me, okay? So I'm just looking at my, if you're um, seeing the video, I have my little journal right here and I have my habit tracker at the bottom of my monthly calendar. I track the days that I make my bed because I know that when I make my bed, I feel less anxious throughout the day. That's just like a tidiness thing for my anxiety and ADHD. That's very helpful. No caffeine before 8 a.m. Okay. So I usually do tea before 8 a.m. Um, no impulse spending. Again, an ADHD habit. Usually my impulse spending is surrounding um, like stickers, stationery, pens, 
things like that, workout clothes. And I'm like, I don't really need any more and I don't wanna have to keep organizing my shit. So no impulse spending. Gluten-free, did I eat gluten-free that day? With the Hashimoto's, I do need to maintain a gluten-free lifestyle like 90% of the time. I can tolerate it now at this point in my remission, but I know in order to maintain my remission, I need to mostly live without it. Although when I do travel, sometimes I loosen that up a little bit, but I will pick and choose when I have that. Did I get at least seven hours of sleep? Again, that's a health thing that I need to make sure about. Did I meet my protein goal for the day? And did I um, not exceed my desired like processed and sugar intake? Because I will definitely seek the dopamine hits of like highly palatable foods. So I, when I'm like logging my food for the day, I'm just very aware of like, am I eating this because I I need to eat this to nourish my body or am I eating it because it tastes good? And I do want those moments of I'm literally just eating this because it's delicious and it tastes good, but that needs to be balanced with eating things that I know my body needs, right? Nutrients, vegetables. So again, I'm a professional, you guys. I still struggle with this shit and monitoring it helps me stay on track. And then did I meet my daily step goal? Um, Which my daily step goal sort of has been fluctuating a little bit. So I just have a general, did I meet my step goal? Because it might shift throughout the month. Um, And so those are the habits that I track on a consistent basis. Do you need to do that many? No. Did I start with this many? Absolutely not. But these are the ones that I know for me help me move the needle towards my goals. And they're pretty easy to track. And it's just either yes, I did or no, I didn't. And it's very satisfying seeing the things fill in across for the month for me with a habit tracker. So doing something like this on your phone or in a notebook or printing a piece of paper and keeping it on your fridge or on your desk can be really helpful for monitoring your behavior change. And also very aware. A lot of times we track habits out of trying to make sure that we're doing something, but it's okay to track a habit and and track a behavior change just for the sake of observation. Because if there is something that you're truly not attaining on a regular basis, that might be an opportunity for you to reflect and go, is this something I really need to or should be focusing on right now? Or is, do I need to either let it go or replace it with something else? And you don't always have to replace it with something else, but tracking just to observe is also as effective as tracking to see how successful you can be in a certain area or certain thing that you're trying to change in your life. So hopefully this was beneficial to you. Save this for whenever you need to kind of revisit your goal setting for any point in the year, because this is valid, whether it's going into the new year, going into a new season, going into a new job. Maybe you're just feeling in a rut, stagnant. You need something to shift. Going through and seeing what are these goals that I have for myself and then filtering through it on based on fact and setting some measurable things to track so that way you can actually see if you're being able to follow through with these goals. And remember that it's okay to change your mind. You can shift partway through the month, partway through the week. I would give yourself, you know, at least a few weeks to track something to see if it's going to work or not within your life before you go through the process of maybe changing it again. But hopefully this is beneficial for you to you. Now, if you want my goal setting workbook, DM me goals and I will send you access to this um, goal setting and habit tracking workbook so that you can have that resource for yourself. All right, that is it for today. That is a wrap for episode 18 of What the Funk. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Um, This episode should be coming out right before the Christmas and New Year holiday. So I will see you guys in the new year. Have a great one. 
Thank you so much for tuning into the What the Funk podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and a review and don't forget to take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support and I will see you next time.
Thank you so much for tuning into the What the Funk podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and a review and don't forget to take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support and I will see you next time. Thank you.